Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another edition of Whitlock and the Vaughn, a fantasy basketball podcast presented to you by Fanball. I am Aaron Whitlock, of course, along with me, John Corver Vaughn. Oh, yeah. Welcome to another edition. We're ready to break it down. Sorry the Portland Trailblazers couldn't be here with us today. Ooh. Pour one out. Sound the cannon. Play the taps. It's all over for them. Uh, but we still have uh, 15? What do we got? We got 15 teams still hanging around at this point? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Portland's right. been the only one that's been eliminated, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was thinking uh, for a second. I don't know why I was thinking San Antonio. San Antonio is going to be eliminated, but they're not there yet. So... Uh, we're breaking down Tuesday and Wednesday today. Let's get right into it. I've got Tuesday. We've got 58 viable players in action. That is it. That's all. We're going to whittle it. You counted up the tally? I did. I counted while well, I oh created my, my own little Google sheet with my own basically little lobby Wait, since it's not available to me. Okay, so 58 players available or like have That's like 57, tr- 58, have, they, have players 57 and 58 played at all? 58 that have truly actually logged some minutes. Logged I did not count guys logic, who have, have logged meaningful minutes. Yes, I have okay. not, did not count guys oh, at 3K good. who have not got any minutes. That's good homework. 58, yeah. but we're going to whittle it down to about 12, 12 or 13. Okay. Starting at point guard, Ben Simmons. Hmm. No player priced above 9,000 that I like more than Benjamin Simmons on Tuesday, wow. which is not something I would have imagined myself saying two weeks ago. Uh, scored 51 or more fan ball points in all four games in this series. The return of Joel Embiid has not slowed him down at all, especially offensively. Uh, coming back home with a chance to close the series, I see a, a double-double is more or less uh, assured. Miami's had no answer for him to make matters worse for them. Uh, Josh Richardson is questionable now, which would kill them defensively if he's not able to go. Oh yeah, that would kill. That would hurt them a lot. I I think it's been one, like top twenty defensive player in the league and the playoffs so far. Absolutely, I I think Simmons is the most bankable stud available on Tuesday. Uh, moving on, uh, we've got Terry Rozier at seven thousand seven hundred. Uh, he's been much better at home in this series. Uh, not terribly surprising for a young player who's seeing some of his first major minutes and first real minutes in a playoff series, of course. Uh, he scored 23 points in both uh, games at the Garden so far, good for 42 and 34 fan ball points. The trip to Milwaukee was not kind for him. I think Mm-mm. he gets back on track here, though. Uh, eight or more assists in each of his last three games. We just need that offense to return, which, like I said, he's he's had when he's been in Boston so far. Um, that's really it for the point guards for me. The, the value options <laughs> at point guard are brutal. Uh, I'm not touching them. If you, uh, if you absolutely felt like you had to, which you don't, uh, the best bets would probably be either Malcolm Brogdon or Patty Mills. But just to be clear, I, I don't recommend rostering either of those guys just have not been good relative to their price. Um, at shooting guard, I don't love the price, but God, the way Chris Middleton shooting the ball, I can't not yeah. put him on this list. 61% from the field, 62% from beyond the arc. Uh, with an average of 16 shot attempts per game. Just ridiculous. Um, he's had 41 or more fan ball points in three of the four games in this series, including 56 in Boston in game one. Uh, needs 
looking for 47 to hit his value, so he's been either there or close in three of the four games, only one real stinker so far, uh, and that was that game two where he just he didn't he didn't make a shot until the second quarter. I don't think he'd hardly attempted any until the second quarter. It was an odd, odd flow how that broke down. Um, I've been playing with the lineups. Like I said, I set up this Google Sheets, and I've been kind of playing around with how I'm going to set up my Tuesday. There's definitely ways to get him in there along with some other studs. But I'm playing around with some of these other uh, other guys at shooting guard who are a little less pricey, including Jalen Brown, Ooh. who is beginning to make me a believer. Uh, needs 40 fan ball points to hit five and a half times his value. Three times in the series, he's gone 35, 37, and then he had 51. Um, I know a couple of those are a little under, but not too far, especially in the playoffs where uh, guys who are coming close even can be hard to, uh, hard to find. Um, that cost could change a little by Sunday. I don't really love if he gets up above 8k i'd rather go chris middleton um we'll talk more about that in just a second here's an interesting one we've got marco bellinelli at 5000 and Dwayne wade at 5100 little pattern i've noticed emerging here uh as we've gone through this series so game one belly goes for 36 and a half wade only goes for 22 below value then in game two we have the father prime game wade goes for 45.25 belly only 20 and a half Flip to game three. We head to Miami. Belly, another 35 and a half. Dwayne, back to 22. And then in game four, 36 and a half for Dwayne. Only 17 and a half for Marco Belnelli. These guys have not hit the, their value in the same game. All series have alternated between one or the other basically being the guy to roster. So if the pattern holds, you'll want Marco Mark in your Bellinelli. lineup on Tuesday. It's, uh, I, I, you know, maybe there's no correlation here at all. Interesting trend. But I did look at it. Wade has struggled in the games coming off of two full days of rest, uh, surprisingly for an older guy. And yeah, Bellinelli has not done in the uh, done well in the games where they're coming off of only one day rest in between. Okay, so, interesting. I, again, I don't know if there's anything there, but I'm riding this trend. Does, I'm rolling belly on uh, on Tuesday. The question for me is, does Kevin Hart show up courtside to this game? Because that could affect <laughs> Wade's performance. Have to take in that, all factors. Uh, that that All could surrounding be factors. factor too, and of course the Josh. If Josh Richardson uh, were yeah, to miss right. this yeah, game, too. I would like Wade more. Um, Marcus Smart is officially questionable yeah, for Tuesday. Right before we came down, yeah, yes, um, that could have some major ramifications. Uh, you'll definitely need to stay tuned. What price tuned. is he at right now? He's at thirty-seven hundred. Ooh, which, it's a thumb injury, so he's been running too. His legs are under him. Yeah, he should be fine in that respect. I mean, obviously, you're going to want to pay attention to first of all whether he's playing, then a possible minutes restriction. But I, there shouldn't be a minutes restriction for. A thumb I wouldn't injury. think so. For thumb injuries, there should be to be a law. No, no minute restriction when you come back. You can run, you can bike, you can do all that stuff. You should be fine. But if he does play, I highly doubt that he sees, because it's hypothetical that he even plays, I doubt he sees a price bump before tomorrow's no, contests are no. announced. I would think I got to think he's guaranteed 25 minutes. Stevens is an idiot too. if he doesn't. And their I, bench is getting killed, too. Yes. Their, their bench is really bad. It's They've really, past, really past struggled. Two games, yeah. And so at 3,700, he's almost a must-play. For the minutes he's going to get, yeah. I mean, for how little he would need to... To make himself a yeah. value, my bigger question really is, who gets hurt more by this? Is it Terry Rozier or Jalen Brown? Uh, I think it's Brown, right? They play they're both shooting guards. Yeah, but have a I point would point guard on the on the floor handling the ball. I could you bring in? I mean, Smart's played point guard. Could you bring him in and start him at point guard instead, though? And Brown, the way Brown is playing offensively, especially, I mean, they need somebody to score the basketball. I, I had the same thought initially that it was Brown, and then I started to kind of <sighs> waffle on that. I think Tatum would. Well, Tatum, I think they'd go Rozier, Brown, and Smart. 
Rozier, Brown, and Smart. Ooh, interesting. And then Tatum would get the out. But I think Smart would take shots away from Brown. Oh, man. I, I mean, I, I haven't been tuned. I haven't been totally tuned into the Celtics, and it's been tough to follow their lineups, especially since Smart's been out, Kyrie's been out. I'm not sure they've had well, I went back, many they, games where, where both Kyrie and... No, they've had hardly any. They have yeah. they have run Jalen and Smart a couple times Together. in the starting lineup back earlier in the season when Kyrie missed a couple. Well, maybe Rozier does come off the bench because he kind of thrived in that earlier. Which I would, would they trust Smart running the ball, though? That's a good point. I, I would tend to think Rozier at 7,700, he'd still probably get close to 30 minutes, I think, but I don't know. Might... You think Rozier takes a bigger hit over Brown? <sighs> I do. Okay. I do. That's that's my feeling. The way that Brown has played in this series, the way that the Celtics need offense, okay. that's not that's the primary. Yeah, that's fair. Not primary function for Marcus Smart when he's on the court. Yeah. So I I, I don't think it, it completely kills Rozier, but at 7,700, I would probably fade him if if Smart comes in. Mm-hmm. Might be definitely then a situation where maybe you look to get Chris Middleton in and either ut- your utility or your uh, guard spot. Um, then finally rounding it out, Manu Ginobili. We've Manu. S- you've said this maybe for like the last three or four years, but this could be Manu's last game. You never yeah. know. Uh, 40 years old. Uh, guy looks like he can still keep going, but whether he wants to or not remains to be seen. He hasn't said anything one way or the other. Uh, he's coming off his best game of the series. Yeah, he was good that game. Really good. But he's been a solid punt play in three of the four so far. He's had 20, 21, and 27 fan ball points. His price might jump up a couple hundred to like 34, 35, 36, but nothing that should uh, stop you from rostering him. One of the best 3K options available. Uh, small forward, Yanni. Got to have Yanni, right? Uh, yeah. He struggled, actually, from a fantasy perspective back in Milwaukee. Yeah, I saw that. Didn't break 43 fan ball points no in either double, game. Yeah. No double-double. Uh, they got two wins. Uh, but the good news is he has dominated the Celtics in Boston this season. Um, and, and maybe because of the two off games, we might get lucky enough to see his price drop a couple hundred dollars. Wouldn't count on it. He's at 12-2 as of right now. Very well could stay there, mm-hmm. but would be nice. Um at right at the current price, we're looking for 61 uh, fan ball points from the Greek Freak. He hasn't scored fewer than 57 in four games in the Garden this season. Okay. Two games of 57, a game of 65, and then 69 in game one of this series. Um, I, I think you got to have him. Uh, I'm fading Kevin Durant at 11-7. Got to, man. What is his deal? Yeah, you know, I, The playoffs have been weird for him because when Curry was out with that ankle injury earlier in the season, he was dominating. And, it's not, and then all of a sudden, he just... I think we're being a little hard on him because he has Clay's gotten Clay's heating up a little bit though too. I think Clay the time off for Clay when Clay had his thumb thumb injury, I think benefited him. Got his legs under him a little bit. I agree with you. I've been I was kind of digging into this today because like on a surface level and on even a stat level, when you dig a little deeper, like I it's hard to see what exactly like Kevin Durant has a higher usage level, and his numbers aren't. He's had 55, 46, 50, 49 fan ball points. So it's not like he's that far off from hitting his value. Um, you know, he's 500 less than Giannis right now, but I think that's what you're keying into there with clay. I think is the difference is there's just more options on golden state to score the basketball than what, than what Milwaukee has, um, you know, really past the, what the series blood having right now, it's really Middleton and Giannis who are kind of carrying the load offensively. And there are more places to distribute that load. You've had Iguodala's had a big game already. Um, they had a really down offensive game in game four. They only scored 90 points, which is bizarre for them. Yeah, I think they um, just kind of checked out. They're up 3 nothing. I don't think it's to a point where Kevin Durant, you can't think about playing him, but I will be fading him yet again. Yeah, same. Uh, 
Rudy Gay continues to be a fantastic value at 5K. Yeah. Uh, been incredibly consistent. Three games with 29 or more fantasy or fan ball points. Uh, the only his lowest of the series so far is 23, so he hasn't had a true dud. Averaging 35 minutes per game over the last three contests, 12 and a half shot attempts per game, second to only Lamarcus Aldridge. Love the consistency he's bringing. I like Justice Winslow at 5600. If, if and only if Josh Richardson is out, he's at 5800. Uh, Richardson had the monster game four, 42 fan ball yeah, points. He did. Uh, questionable with a shoulder injury for Game 5, which I assume he uh, sustained from swiping the ball so many times from Philadelphia. <laughs> Seven steals That's in that game. Man. Seven steals, 16 fan ball points off of blocks and steals. For that reason, I won't roster him even if he is playing. That's just not sustainable. Um, however, if he does sit, uh, that, that should open up Winslow for 30 or more minutes yeah. easily. Yep, if Richardson sits, yeah. Yeah, we, he had the big game three. Winslow obviously had the double double, forty four fan ball points. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if he, I mean, he was stroking it from three that game, four for six. Yeah, he I, was. I think he's only shot six total threes outside of that game, so kind of weird. But uh, game one, Winslow actually did play thirty one minutes, uh, scored twenty nine fan ball points. That's just one single point below what he needs to hit his uh, to hit five and a half times his value. So like Winslow, a lot of Richardson does sit. And like I said earlier, kind of changes the way I might feel about Dwayne Wade as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, power forward, I'm fading the hell out of Lamarcus Aldridge at ten thousand. Um, I probably won't be alone here. So if you want to go out and make a contrarian play, his ownership probably will be low. If you want to take the risk, he obviously had the fantastic game too, but he's been a disappointment otherwise. He's been at least ten points below his value in every other game. Uh, I'm not saying he's checked out. I'm not saying obviously they they fought hard to win to win the game four. Uh, but I, I'm not, I'm not liking what he's bringing to the table at all at this price. Uh, Dario Sarge at 65. I do like, however, he had a rough game four. still is carrying value with Embiid back. He showed that in game three, dropping 35 fan ball points. Irsan Ilyasova has seen a much more significant drain on his minutes. However, he's at 5,700. I'm not rostering him until his price comes down at least into the low five range. Yeah, same. It's just hive from Embiid being out. Yeah. Big minutes, big just, points, double doubles. Yeah. Exactly. Hasn't come back down from those first no. two games yet. No. Uh, James Johnson has been fantastic. Love him. Uh, hit five and a half times his value in each of his last three games 34, 36, 42 fan ball points, five assists in each game. Uh, seeing a minimum of 32 minutes on the court. Uh, Kelly Olinick just got his minutes busted in game four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so love what James Johnson's bringing there. And then finally. Uh, if John Henson remains out, he's missed the last two games. Then I like Thon Maker a lot. Uh, yeah. Great chance to be a value at just thirty nine hundred. Uh, he's played twenty four minutes in game three, thirty one minutes in game four. Went for thirty two and twenty two fan ball points. Only thing slightly concerning is the blocks. He's had five blocks in each game, which is absolutely outrageous. Um, you know, talking about the steals with Richardson, not sure how sustainable that is. Yeah, I went back and looked. You know, he, Maker had twenty games this season in which he had 20 minutes or more, um, and he only averaged 1.25 blocks in those contests. Yeah. So this is way above. However, he's got the length. I, he's got the length, and I don't know what the hell's up with Boston, but then I went back and looked at Henson. Henson had six blocks in game one. So they've had three games wow. in this series where they've allowed a guy to have five blocks or more. Let's see. Where, where do they rank among shots, shots? Well, they probably, yeah. They're not that big of a team without uh, – Kyrie's such a great finisher at the rim. Yeah, he, he doesn't never get blocked very blocked. often. Losing Hayward, who's a bigger size. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're undersized pretty much for the most part. You got undersized smarts and undersized player. Yeah. Got to take it to the basket more. Yeah. 
So yeah, that I, makes sense. So I maybe there is something. You, yeah. Um, if Henson is cleared to play, he's a decent option. Obviously, not nearly as good of a value. He's at fifty two hundred right now. He had twenty eight fan ball points in game one, twenty seven and a half in game two. Uh, should see some decent run if he's back at center. I'm fading both Joel Embiid and Al Horford. Embiid has been a difference maker on the court for Philly, but he just hasn't really done it from a fantasy perspective yet. Hasn't paid that often either of the two contests he's been back in. I think the mask is is that's a tough thing to do is trans transition to a mask, especially the type that he has. Yeah, it's I mean, wild looking. You've never ever seen that. At least I've never seen that in the NBA before. That type of mask because the injury is so, so significant. But I mean, it's got to be tough to you know shooting that constantly and your vision's it's your peripheral different. vision is limited in that thing for sure so i think sure that's probably part an of adjustment it. and then the other part of it is um, miami has a nice rotation of bigs that they can throw yeah. at them and they're a solid yeah miami's a good defensive team um i've looked Embiid. uh he's played five games against uh miami this season hasn't cracked 50 fan ball points in a single one of them which is what he needs to hit his value he needs 54 um he's got two where he scored between 40 and 45, but never is cracked 50. Um, you know, he can throw Adebayo, they can throw Linick, they can throw Johnson, they can throw Whiteside at him. Um, I just don't think he's going to be able to hit five and a half times his value. Horford, uh, God, since that tour de force in yeah. game one, he's been awful. 32, 34, 21 fan ball points, well below value. Um, and God, I mean, you don't really need to look much past the free throw attempts and rebounds for Horford in game one. Both outstanding. Uh, let's see. He had 14, uh, 14 free throw attempts, I think, in game one. Uh, 12 rebounds. And then since then, I think he's attempted 17 total free throws. Jesus. And Or excuse me, attempt. Oh, God. Hold on. I'm, I'm tripping over my words here. Uh, if I've got this right, in game one, attempted 17 three free throws, pull, pulled down 12 boards. In the three-game sense, he's attempted eight free throws and reeled in 17 total rebounds. Wow. That's not great. Um, he's fifth on the team in usage in the playoffs. Um, and while he does lead the Celtics in player impact estimate, it's just not translating into fantasy no, success. it's not going to translate most times. Um, Hassan Whiteside. We've got a Hassan Whiteside spotting. Finally. He's alive. God. 5,300 just in time. Uh, he got 26 minutes in game four. That's uh, more than 10 more than he's seen in any other game so far in the series. Uh, had 13 points, 13 rebounds, good for 33 fan ball points. I don't know if I trust Eric Spolstra to give him that kind of time again, but maybe he realizes that to deal with Joel Embiid, if Miami's going to make some sort of epic comeback, they're going to need him on the court. Um, Olenek, like I said earlier, just played nine minutes in game four. Uh, if you've kind of, I don't know how many people have kind of tuned the series out, think it's over. You might see some low ownership levels for Whiteside, who's been awful so far. If people are only just kind of, uh, following along at a high level, you, you might be able to kind of steal him uh, without seeing a terribly high ownership percentage. I'm, I'm leaning highly towards playing him though on Tuesday. Um, uh, pulled up Horford's, uh, game log. So since game one, he's put up two free throws. So in game two, we went two. Game three, he went one. Game four, he went five. And you're right on the rebounds. Game two, he had five rebounds. Game th- uh, three, he had three. And game four, he had nine. Good Lord. So, so I, you and were how right. And how many free throw attempts did he have in game one? Uh, 14. 14. Okay, so and I was off And he had 12 boards. So, dear God, yeah. He's had nearly had nearly as... <laughs> oh, God. He hasn't, yeah. He's had nearly as many rebounds. Well, uh, 
He had five more rebounds in three games than he did in all of game one. Yep. And he had more rebounds. He's had way more free throw attempts. Yeah. In game one than he has in the past. Nearly double. Yes. (sighs) Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's that's it for me on Tuesday. I'll give it away to JK for Wednesday. All right, Wednesday. So Wednesday's a big slate, folks. We got four games going on on Wednesday. Might uh, be the last time we see that. Uh, probably, yes. Probably for the April 25th. Yeah, that'd be the last. Biggest slate we see for the yeah. rest of uh, yeah, yep. rest of the playoffs. Uh, Washington, Toronto, Indiana, Cleveland, Minnesota, Houston, Utah, Oklahoma City. Minnesota and, and Houston, as well as Utah and Oklahoma City, are playing tonight, Monday, April 23rd, as we're taping this podcast. So I'm going to sprinkle in some thoughts on those guys there. Uh, but pay attention to tonight's box scores or tomorrow morning if you're at work looking at the box scores. Uh, point guards, Russ, $12,800. This is one you're going to want to watch because Rubio went off for a triple-double against him in the loss. OKC loses. And Russ has been underwhelming in this so far in this series. Uh, from a fantasy sp- standpoint, he's failed to eclipse 70 fan ball points. Especially in the fourth quarter, he's been yeah. brutal. Yeah, he's been terrible. But uh, one, of the, one of his quotes was, or whatever, one of the – I guess the headline grabbing quote from his press conference was that he was going to shut that shit down and referring to rookie Ricky Rubio. Yep. So he's got a big chip on his shoulder tonight. So see how he, he's, I kind of feeling he's going to be very angry Monday night and, and may even continue that into Wednesday night, but see how he responds Monday night. But um, yeah, like I said, hasn't eclipsed, hasn't uh, eclipsed 70 fan ball points yet, but um, I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards wall on Wednesday. He's been so good. They, Wall, uh, $11,100 at Toronto. And just the Wizards, I think I talked about it in the, uh, the earlier podcast, but the Wizards playoff splits Unreal, are man. ridiculous. I still have it. If, if you want it, 2017, they were 6-0 at home and 1-6 and on the road. 2018, they're 2-0 and at home, 0-2 on the road. Wall was sensational at home, going for 28-27 points, 14 assists both times, and he went for 63 and 68 fan ball points. He needs 61 of fan ball points to be five and a half times value for your rosters. Um, yeah, game two there. was his, he's he went for uh, 63 and 49 in Toronto. Uh, game two was easily his worst game so far in the series. He's second in the in the in the league in usage during the playoffs at 34 and a half percent, trailing only James Harden. So I like Wall, even though his he had one bad game in Toronto, but he's really cooking right now, especially getting that momentum going at home, 63 and 68. He was chirping a little bit too at Drake. Uh, I guess apparently when when Washington left Toronto, Drake said goodbye to him. You know, he wasn't going to see him again because the Raptors were going to sweep him. <laughs> Wall, uh, I'm sure, will have some words for Drake uh, in this game, uh, game five in, in Toronto. That's funny. Yeah, I'm with you there. At nearly 2,000 cheaper. Um, I do like Russell on Monday, but... Yeah. But John Wall, man, he's exposing Kyle Lowry right now. Oh, man, big time. I mean, he's getting to the rim basically at will. Wall is so much more faster than him, dude. Oh, So much more faster. I mean, at will getting to the rim. Not even close. I don't know what I don't know what adjustment Toronto can make yeah. to to stop him there. I'm with you. Uh, 14 assists both times in games at home, too. So other guys are making shots. I think that's, that's key, too. Uh, DeLon Wright, Toronto, uh, at home, $4,600. Van Vliet's doubtful now for Thursday. A uh, report came out today. It's a it's a sh- it's a shooting shoulder. It's bruised, and he just can't get it. Van Fleet can't get it right. I would be surprised if he played, but just make sure that he's out. Uh, they miss him after being one of the top benches all season. The Raptors in the playoffs so far have a net rating. Their bench, their bench has a net rating of negative fifteen. That's the worst in the league. Boston's right behind. One them, of the big storylines of the playoffs for sure. Uh, Wright has been 
okay from a fantasy standpoint. He had a brutal game three. He had a so-so <laughs> game four. But back at home, he had 26 and 33 fan ball points in game one and game two. Both were above his five-and-a-half uh, value of 25 fan ball points. So I like him to rebound better, bounce back at home. I'm going to avoid CP3 or Teague in, this, in that Houston-Minnesota uh, matchup. Both yep. of those guys have been undervalued. Teague may have hit it just once, but just barely or a, a point under. Uh, I like actually Jose Calderon at home. $3,300 is a punt play point guard if Hill sits. He'll miss game four. Uh, Calderon played 19 minutes. He only had 10.5 fan ball points, but Corver really was cooking with 18. Uh, Calderon, I think, plays a little bit better at home as well in that Cleveland crowd. What would you think about uh, Clarkson? In, in, uh, I liked him. I, he had a really nice game, game four, but doesn't do enough like rebounds, assist. Just He's a scorer. Yeah. He's a pure scorer. Doesn't pass the ball. You know, I mean, he just takes it to the rim or takes a shot. He doesn't pass it. He'll rebound occasionally, but you know, he's true. got some steals, but that's true. He doesn't do enough for me. I looked at it. I'd much rather I'm gonna get into it here. I'd much rather Kyle Corver uh tomorrow mm. or excuse me, Wednesday than I would uh Clarkson. Very good. Uh James Harden, twelve thousand. We're going moving into shooting guards now. Twelve thousand five hundred dollars versus Minnesota Harden. Hasn't played great in this series. He dropped forty four points in game one, but still fell three fan ball points shy of his value of sixty eight. Uh, they play tonight against Minnesota in Minnesota. So if they win tonight in Minnesota, then Wednesday's game would be to close out the series at home. Uh, I would actually like Harden in that scenario at home to close out the series. But let's see how tonight plays out and see what he does. But Butler's a tough. Butler's tough defensively, no Absolutely. doubt. Uh, speaking of Butler, he is an interesting. He fell $2,000. I know. Down to $8,100. I know. Love him on Monday. See where his price, yes, I like him tonight, but see where his price is at Wednesday. If he has a great game. Could rubber band right yeah, back Yeah, kick a rubber band back. Not all the way up to 10. He was at 10-1. I don't oh. think it'll go up to the, that high, but it'll, it, I got a feeling it's going to go up. To, it's not going to be $8,100. No, don't he, think it will If be. he drops 40-50 again tonight, he could right, be easily Correct. back up to 9. Yep. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, $8,900. This will be at Oklahoma City. Had a double-double in game three. Fell just two fan ball points shy of his, 48 value, of his value of 48 fan ball points. Even with Rubio's triple-double in that game, he still led the usage, the Jazz in usage at 31%. He, Mitchell has scored at least 22 points in every game so far and has attempted at least 20 shots in this series. So I love Mitchell here, $8,900 at OKC. Uh, like I talked about, look, check Butler's stat, uh, his cost. Uh, Wiggins, no way. Don't like Wiggins. Dear God, no. Uh, so this is an interesting one. Me and Aaron were just talking about it when we came down. Tomorrow, uh, Rosen, $8,900 versus Washington. If he creeps above 9K for game, I don't think he will. But if he does creep above 9K for game five, I'm not sure I would recommend him. But if he stays at $8,900, I actually like him. Uh, he's gone two for four in terms of being overvalued in this series, including the last game four loss in Washington. Uh, this kind of this game to me has the feel of a Toronto takeover Wednesday night back at home where they're considerably better at home than on the road. And then we were just talking about unfortunate sad news in the world. There was an attack in Toronto. Uh, some crazed uh, they don't know what if it's a terrorist attack or what, but uh, some guy plowed through a bunch a crowd of people in Toronto, killed nine people in a rental van, sixteen injured. It'll be in Toronto. It'll be an emotional night. I'm guaranteed they'll have a moment of silence. It's been rough for Canada the past three weeks with the the hockey uh, school bus tipping over and losing yeah. all those kids. And then this. Yeah. DeRozan has obviously played on the Raptors his entire career. Uh, very much loved by that fan base. I wouldn't be surprised if he just has a little bit more elevation to his game this tonight. What do you think on that? Yeah, I mean, well, th- first, first and foremost, uh, you know, 
thoughts and prayers to the family uh, of those uh, affected yeah, by absolutely. that that tragedy. I just uh, just was informed of that before we came on. Uh, it's terrible to hear. No, uh, no, no words really to describe. No, describe the sorrow you feel for for those those people, those families. Um, to to the basketball end, yeah, I I, I think absolutely. DeRozan, uh, this feels Kinda like a game. Tor- Toronto's got to have. They got to have it. They've got to have this game five, and yeah, it probably it will it will probably be an emotional. You know, some sports are a way that we we try to help to cope with things. You know, they're exactly moments like this show you how small sports really are, but they are a way that we help to to band together and uh, to help cope with some of these very tough things that that come up in life. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I, I would unfor- agree with you. Yeah, As unfortunate guy- news, awful news. It will be an emotional night in that building, no doubt. Um, I know you we're usually down on DeRozan and Lowry, but it just I, I if I had a choice, I would definitely play DeRozan over Lowry in a heartbeat, without a thousand percent. Yeah, I mean, even I mean, outside factors, just just where the series is right now, and is and he's to his credit, DeRozan has played played very better than i than i anticipated yes. to this point um and like you said shoots better at home um as a team they're much better at home i yeah i like that call he's there. shooting 39 percent from three in this series it was 31 percent during the regular season so he's making his i mean he's not taking too many more he's taking you know six to four but still making more than he's missing uh bradley beal way better at home than he is on the road uh if give game six, give me a bill, but game five, I'm fading him. He had 16 and 33 fan ball points at Toronto versus Eesh. 40 and 45 at home. Uh, Oladipo, he's only been a, been above his value once. Uh, that was game one in Cleveland, which has been surprising since the Cavs have struggled to defend shooting guards all season. Uh, last two games, he's shooting 10 for 35 in Oof. this series. Uh, you can chalk it up to two bad games at home, but he could be due to bounce back in this game. Remember, game one was in Cleveland, so that's where he had his above-value performance against the Cavs. But surprisingly, the Cavs have been a better defensive team in this uh, defensive series. Indiana's number one defensively overall in the playoffs. Cleveland's number three overall in the playoffs. This has been a defensive series. It's yeah. Been, I mean, uh, not, not I don't ugly, think coming but into it's it, been, you Coming know, into it, I don't, you wouldn't have, if you had said that, I would have said you're dead wrong. But No, but I think the Cavs, we talked about this a little earlier, they've kind of slanted their defense. They're going to say, make somebody other than Victor They're Oladipo collapsing in the us. paint so hard when Oladipo drives now. Yes. Yeah, and they're kicking it out. They don't have a ton of great three-point shooting. Uh, when Bogdanovich gets shooting, he can shoot it. Obviously, you saw but that in game Lance three. Lance is like, but... yeah, Collison. Yeah, Collison's been better, actually, too. He's percentage wise, he's great, but he doesn't. Like, they keep bringing up he's a forty eight percent shooter the, from in the three, broadcast. Yeah, and it's like he doesn't shoot that many threes though. Yeah, like that's the thing. So, br- what do you hold on? Let me get off topic. How brutal is Weber and who's he oh, calling the game with? Fratello? Yes, it's just they're so they're bad. so. Oh, no, it's um, it's Marv Albert. It's Marv Albert. What the and Weber. hell is, is they, Marv they, Albert they, lost it? Like he I has think so he many has. calls that are just he's like outright oh, wrong. out of bounds. He's like out of bounds. Cleveland ball. He's like oh no, it's a foul. Like he did that at least a dozen times in, in this in this series so far. Really bad. Like I can't tell if he's just lost it or or I don't know what it is. He's not t- I dialed in. I don't. Isn't know. Isn't it weird that he's like he keeps? I'm like what is Marv talking about? It's a foul. Yeah. He's like, like no ball out of bounds or like turnover, and then he's like oh no wait. There's been so many of those moments where it's just like you're and the watching thing, on TV and, and I'm that like, last no, that last. No. That last uh, tangle with Green and Lance, yep, Weber was like, "Oh, this is uh, Lance. They're getting a uh, Lance is getting a free throw, and then Green's lining up, and the crowd's booing, and Weber's explaining that Indiana's getting a free throw, and you're like, "Wait, no, they're not. The crowd is booing like hell. Like I can hear them. And then even they're like, they're like, "Oh no." 
Jeff Green's going to shoot free throws, and then there's going to be a jump ball. Yeah. And it's just it's like, like no, oh, my yeah. God, guys. That was get just, it together. I know. That was pretty brutal. That was an off-topic rant. We're going to stick with get back to Wednesday. Shooting cards, <laughs> I know. It had to be said. It had to be said. It had to be said. Corey Brewer, $3,900 versus Utah. He's performed slightly above his value in the last two games in the series so far, and he's played at least 28 minutes in every game this series. Uh, Kyle Culver, I mentioned him earlier, was big in game four. Absolutely massive to steal a game on the road, keep home court advantage with the Cavs. He needs 17 fan ball points to be a value at $3,100, and he scored 18 points. <laughs> so he added a he added some gravy with a couple rebounds, steals, and assists. He had finished with 27 fan ball points. So that extra that. those extra uh, 10 fan ball points right there is our key. Since moving the starting lineup, he's played at least 20 minutes as well. Feels like, especially with that last, especially with game four, he's starting to get back into his group yeah. a little bit. Okay. We've talked big about Big shots, it. too. He hasn't had a lot of big shots in a Cavs uniform in playoffs, and he's. I think that was big for his confidence. That shot he hit in the fourth quarter on the move. Yes. I mean, he barely yes. caught the ball. On the, on the top of the, just yes. off the top of the key. Just yeah, top the left, left. Yeah. yep. Yeah, that was big. Yeah, he did, He can catch and shoot it so quick. That's what's great about it. <sighs> you just need to give him like an, a hair of separation. He can get it. Yeah, he's Feels great like this that. could be an igniter for him. Yeah, but we've and the rest it. of the bench, too, I think. Clarkson, too, has been better. Yeah. I think the rest of the supporting cast, I should say. Hopefully, love comes around. Uh, fading Paul George in this OKC Utah matchup. His best game was game one, and he fell three fan ball points shy of his value, but he hasn't even come close to that since his game. I mean, watch it tonight, see what happens tonight again, but I wouldn't recommend it. No, you don't. You he's don't, at $8,900. Uh, Jay Crowder is irrelevant from a fantasy standpoint, but he's a big part of what they do in shutting them down. Yep. And, he got in foul trouble in game two. Or was it game? No, it was game two. Um, but even uh, even Joe Ingles, I mean, he he Joe Ingles, other than other than game three, has not put out much offensively, and it's because he's all his efforts going into helping to slow Paul George. They've done yeah. a good job. Jingle and Joe. Jingle and Joe. Four thousand nine hundred dollars at OKC. Watch him tonight. I would just yes. say watch him tonight. I agree. He went off for twenty one points in game three. That he had finished with thirty two fanball points. Uh, he's played at least 30 minutes so far in every game this series, like Aaron just talked about. He's helping out on the defensive end, trying to slow down uh, Paul George. Uh, Lance. Lance was the highlight reel of the night, providing Oof. NBA fans with glorious videos all night on Sunday. Some fantastic moments and some not-so-great moments where he forgot to dribble the ball up the court when walking up the court. Too busy that, yelling it. That was unbelievable. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Uh, he's a, he was above value in their game four loss, recording 26 fan ball points. He only needed 22. And so I think there's been a little bit of chirping, especially LeBron's press conference, referencing it to visiting the principal's office about getting the technical goods, Lance. <laughs> there's just a rivalry that will continue to bring out the best of Lance. Uh, game four was plays hard. microcosm of his entire career. Yeah, Just those great moments, those kind of hustle plays, whatever it might be, sort of intangible things, getting LeBron to commit the tech, and then just the the bonehead things, yes, the travel. The travel. The the extra the you know he's got the tie up with Jeff Green there at the end and yeah, then he pulls the pulls him down by the head yeah oh that was not God. good yeah yeah that's um, that's Lance for you you got to yep. take the good with the bad exactly uh, LeBron LeBron will be the most expensive player on Wednesday night he's at thirteen thousand dollars at home uh, what can you say about the numbers he's putting up he's had at least sixty one fan ball points in this series. Being the most expensive player, though, he needs 71 fan ball points, something he's done once in this series. He's leading the Cavs in usage. You don't need me to tell you that. But the ownership numbers are high there. That's my only – everyone's going to have him. Is, are you dumb to – we've, 
we've kind of experimented it in our eternal contest when when Davis was playing and when mm-hmm. LeBron's been playing, fading him, and mm-hmm. it's worked out to our to our advantage a little bit here and there. And I think because this is one and of this the last is the times, deepest slate will yeah. probably be the deepest slate that you'll see it again. You may be able to to create a really good lineup without him in it. I I think this is one of those times you try to do it, and it's thirteen thousand. It's a lot. It's it's and he needs so much to make it a 71, value. Yeah. You'll have more chances to play him. Don't worry about it. I I would strongly consider in this deep field fading LeBron. Yeah. Uh power forwards. This is a really shallow group here, folks. Uh Thad Young, five thousand seven hundred dollars against Cleveland. Great game four. Double double, forty three fan ball points. He attempted twelve shots in game four. Most he's recorded in a game this series. I think he t- continues to be aggressive in this series. Goes right at Cleveland. Need him to be. Yep. Serge Ibaka, $6,200. He could be another Toronto guy that plays better at home. He went for 45 and 30 at home versus the Wiz, where he was significantly under in, in games three and four. Uh, again, I just have a feeling he could be one of the better performers for Toronto. Uh, Derek Favors, watch him tonight. <sighs> Not crazy about him. He had a fantastic game, th- game two and an ugly game three, fantasy wise. See how he performs tonight. Uh, what do you. I, I'm with you there. It's powerful. It's so brutal. I mean, brutal, you look at yeah. Mondays. It's like if you don't. Uh, well, shit. There's nobody to even pay up for tonight. It's like, do you no, go with Carmelo? Do you yeah. go with favors? Like, yeah. oof. It's a rough, oof. rough. I would really suggest that at Thad Young, Jeff Green, three thousand eight hundred dollars, and that was one point that's above value. A, but a roll yeah, that's dice. a roll of the dice too, though. If he gets in foul trouble or doesn't shoot it well, Lou will yank him out. Uh, not touching Steven Adams. Fade Steven Adams. He's been not very good. Hasn't scored double digits the past two games. Uh, very underwhelming for Steven Adams. Big Cat. I'm going to fade Big Cat as well. Yep. I'm underwhelming. Even though he had a double-double in game three, did not come close to reaching his value. Fell about eight to ten points short. Uh, Capella's just too tough defensively. Well, there's that. Butler. I was just saw a stat Teague. today. Teague and Wiggins run so many damn ISOs, and yeah. neither of them are that good yeah, in ISOs. They're, they're middle Definitely of the road at best. Wiggins has is is gotten better, but yeah, Teague should be doing ISOs. Come on. I mean, Wiggins at least has a little bit more talent and, and skill and younger to do that. Yeah, but Teague, I don't know what he's doing. Uh, it's out. I mean, part of it I know the first two games were on Towns, but I mean, Jesus, you wonder, you know, we're saying why aren't they feeding the ball? And it's because those two are running so many damn isolations. Uh, I agree. Uh, Clint Capella, $7,800 versus Minnesota. Went for 31-50 and 50 at home in games one and two. He's played 27 minutes in each game so far. Watch what he does tonight, but he's been grabbing. I think three, two out of three games he's grabbed double-digit rebounds so far, so I look for that to continue tonight. Uh, Rudy Gobert. I was down on Gobert early in the season. I was, I Coming into the series, I was thinking, I'm not going to play Adams or Gobert at all. But I'm coming around. After a dud game one, Gobert's gone for 42 and 48 fan ball points, double doubles. Needs 45 to be of value. And Adams has struggled defending him. He's gotten into some foul trouble or, or has allowed Gobert to get to the charity strap. He's attempted eight and 12 free throws in games two and three while only attempting six in game one. So Gobert's showing you that he's being aggressive, taking Adams to the hole, getting to the free throw line. Uh, Valanchunas, I'm going to fade him too. He's yet to play 25 minutes in this series. Saw his price jump up $600 after his huge game two performance. Maybe if that he's at six thousand six hundred dollars, maybe if that comes down a little bit, yeah, but that's too much. He hasn't played twenty yet. He has yet to play twenty five minutes. I know that game he had what twenty minutes. He had nineteen and twelve. He has those crazy games where he won't play a ton of minutes, but he'll go nuts. Yep. But it's just well, similar. We've seen it from a lot of uh, Javale McGee's had yeah. those games where it's like you know he plays eighteen minutes, but he gets ten points, seven rebounds, where they're just highly, highly efficient. But God, it's yeah, it's at home, so maybe he does better at home, but. I, it's roll of the dice if you're going to go with Valanciunas. 
I don't like him at his price. If his price comes down, maybe. I would agree but with that, you. That'll wrap up uh, Wednesday slate. Tuesday, Wednesday. All right, we'll be back. We'll give you a little Thursday, Friday breakdown later this week. Uh, good luck in your contests on Fanball. Hope you win some cash. The season is winding down. Yes. Chances are uh, running out, but stick with us, and uh, we'll see you again on Thursday. Yeah, make that money, folks. We'll see you soon. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.